very ambivalent, at least for me it is. And um, asking the question, are we afraid of the darkness? You know, we mentioned the beauty of the darkness quite a bit, like with the night skies and the beauty and the silence. But are we also afraid of the, the darkness as well? Because uh, I'm especially as a child, <clears throat> I was definitely scared of the dark. And I know like maybe many of you, we'd go outside to eat after supper and our parents always, we always said, how long can we stay out? And what did they tell us? <laughs> you need to come inside when it gets dark. And we always had this discussion about, well, what is dark? <laughs> but they always wanted us, at least my parents, they always wanted us to come inside when it was dark not only to get ready for bed, but there was that fear of what might happen when it gets, when it does get dark out. And also remember, um, we didn't quite have that fear. And that's why I appreciated those young kids riding their bikes out at Chicken Creek. I, I was, I had fear for them, but they were just having a good time. You know, they, they were just riding their bikes, exploring the woods and going up and down new trails. And they hadn't learned, and there's sometimes it's necessary to have a healthy fear, but I dare to venture how much of our fear is just unhealthy. And I remember when we'd finally come in at night, uh, sometimes we get a little something to eat, and then going to bed at night. And this was a really strange experience for me because I, I love the, the ritual, usually it's my mother, who came in and, and she called it tucking me in at night and she'd get those blankets real tight around my body where I could feel secure. And she would tell me uh, that she loved me and everything. But then the last thing we did, and I hope I'm not creating any trauma for my mom here today, <laughs> we would say this prayer every night. And I bet some of you said this as well. And I'm going to say this prayer and think about darkness. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. I'm still in good shape saying this as a five, six, seven-year-old kid. But then the next line was, and if I should die before I wake, <laughs> I pray the Lord my soul to take. So I had some comfort here, but then there was absolute fear. I could, the prayer was saying, I could possibly die in my sleep at night or something could come and, and get me. And I was terrified nearly every night. And we have that light and the light was on when we had this ritual of going to bed at night. And then when my mom left the room and she turned off my bedroom light, it was immediately all the monsters that were in my mind, they would all come out. And part of that was watching, if you're old enough, watching too much Night Gallery and the Twilight Zone and the, all those monster movies, but they just came out immediately. Not when it was the light was on, but the minute that light got turned off. And knowing that I wasn't supposed to play outside in the dark, and knowing that something happened when that light got turned off. 
and there were monsters under my bed. And I, I, I would just freeze because I, I knew if I moved that the monsters would get, there were monsters in my closet. And my bedroom happened to be the very first bedroom at the top of the stairs. And so I always had this fear that if the monsters get anyone, they're going to get me first because I have the first bedroom. And so I could always hear them where I thought I heard them coming up the stairs at night. And I'd lay awake and I was even too scared to even say anything or too scared to move until finally, if I got enough courage, I would scream out to my mom and dad, can you turn my light on? Because I wasn't going to get out of bed to do it myself because there was that much fear. And so that that fear of, of the darkness can just paralyze us in, in so many different ways. And, and Barbara Brown Taylor, and I'm reading, she has a great book called Learning to Walk in the Dark. And it's a pretty new book. So I would, if you want a good read, you might put that on your list, Learning to Walk in the Dark. And she said, as a child, she goes, I had no way of knowing that the darkness was as much inside of me as it was outside of me. And the idea that darkness might be friendly was absurd to me. This idea that darkness can actually be a friend, because it's, as we've talked about, it's just so ambivalent. And there's sometimes there's good reason to be fearful of the dark, but there's also good reasons that darkness can be our, our friend as well. So what do we mean by, by darkness? And we can do some word association. Quite often, if you ask people, you know, what comes to your mind when you think of darkness, they'll say things like night, nightmare, ghost. <laughs> but when we think of uh, darkness, we'll have uh, different words that might come to our, our mind. Like words like night, nightmare, ghost graveyard, a cave, a bat, vampires, death and devil and evil, criminal, danger, doubt, depression, loss, and also fear. And at least uh, according to Barbara Brown Taylor, she says, fear is the main thing. Almost everyone is afraid of being afraid. And according to her, and she did a lot of research, she said, darkness is shorthand for anything that scares me or that scares us. And think about the fears that we have. At this particular time, one of my fears is a loss of hope. Not only as individuals, but as a society, do we have a loss of hope? There's a fear about a loss of civility. I have fear of the, the wildfires in California, in Oregon, and in the melting polar ice caps is just a, a sign of, of something to come. And certainly there's a, a fear of the pandemic and what might happen later on this fall and during the winter. There's fear when we have a, a shortness of breath. There's fear of dementia. There's fear of the, the escalation of oppression and, and hate. And I have a, a fear of guns and, and what people do with those guns. 
And Barbara Taylor says, despite my fears, all the fears I had growing up and the fears she goes, I have as an adult, she goes up to this point, she goes, the witches have not turned me into a bat yet. And she has hope. And she says, and, and we talk about whether we have a, a lot of faith or a little faith, even with our fear, we can still choose to love, to forgive, to mend relationships and to build those relationships. And we can still do small acts of random kindness with a great deal of love despite our fears. But if our fears take over our, our bodies and our lives, then we'll just stay huddled up inside of our rooms, inside of our, our houses, and we'll bolt and lock the doors at night because we're too scared to go outside into the world. And think about our rituals at night. You know, we, we can embrace the dark, but we also fear it as well. And we lock everything up and we shut all the blinds. And we can't move. And very much like when I was a little kid, I was paralyzed by my fears in my bed at night. And I couldn't move. I could not do anything. And when I think about fear and equating fear with uh, darkness, I was very happy to hear that several of you were at the, the Peace and Justice March last night in, in Cortez, you know, marching for, for peace and equality and, and for black lives. And there's some fear we have to address when we're part of that march, because there are people who are trying to, to squash that movement and squash that that movement of just judgment or, or justice, I should say. And they're intimidating and they're threatening. But we have to let go of that fear to stand for that equality and that goodness. And it's a really a small act of love to support black lives and people of color who are being oppressed and, and to encourage a, a movement of equality and justice for all. Holding sanctuary, we have to address our fears and everything that comes with that where, where people disagree, but we hold the space with great love. When we became a, a reconciling church and all that comes with that, it's addressing our fears and saying, how big is this kingdom of God? Who all is welcomed into that? But we have to let go of our, our fear and embrace that, that radical love. And in so doing, we also need to acknowledge the darkness and that there's risk involved when we expand that circle of compassion to everyone. And as Barbara Taylor says, she goes, we learn things in the dark that we simply cannot learn in the light. We learn things in the dark that we cannot learn in the light. And Rohr talks about a luminous darkness. There's, there's something mysterious, something beautiful in the dark as well. And it's not all bad. There's darkness that can destroy us, but then there's this darkness that really illuminates who we are and who we are as a society. And think about, we all came from the darkness of our mother's womb and the mystery and the wonder there. 
God creates the earth out of a formless void and darkness. And so there's the mystery there. So there's mystery and there's wonder in darkness as well. So can we be intentional about spending time in that darkness? Spending time in the mystery and in the wonder and learning from it. And even Jesus spends time in that darkness. You know, our whole faith revolves around death and resurrection. He spends time in that dark tomb and we don't know what happened there. It's a mystery. But that's where for him and for us, there, there's new life. There's a new beginning. There's resurrection. And it starts in that, that darkness as well. So as we go through life, and, and for me personally, this is pretty scary time. You know, in our communities and in our nation, there's so much going on. And we can try to avoid the darkness. We can try to go around it or we can try to deny it, but it won't work. And quite often the, the church hasn't been real helpful. Uh, I call it, and Barbara Taylor calls it, sunny spirituality. Well, sunny spirituality usually denies the darkness and it doesn't get us anywhere. So how do we relate and how, what's our relationship with the darkness and all the ambivalence that it, it brings into our lives? And Taylor asked a really great question. Do we have enough faith to explore the dark? And I'd like for all of us to spend time with that this week. Do we have enough faith to explore the dark instead of using our faith to bar all of our doors? Do we have faith to explore the dark? And in the Gospel of John, there's that great story. After Jesus' death and resurrection, uh, you think everybody would be on cloud nine. And the disciples, the ones who are closest to him, they, they are all locked up in a room and they're full of fear and it's very understandable that they would have this fear this this darkness and the door is bolted shut and they are paralyzed just like i was as a little kid and they can't move and then the risen christ appears to them in their darkness and in their fear and this is the good news that some of you mentioned that god shows up in our fear and in our darkness. And Jesus tells them, peace be with you. Peace be with you. And then he breathes on them and gives them that Holy Spirit, gives them that courage. And then he tells them, and he says, go. Go out of this room. This isn't where you live life. Go. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And I always think there's probably more said than what was written there in that in the gospel of john and i'm sure they said even though they received this gift even though christ is right there with them, i'm sure they said it's scary out there it's scary out there we could get hurt we could die out there and i'm sure jesus said yes it is it is scary out there but go forth from this place Leave the comfort of your home. Go and love your neighbor. Love and care for the poor and the marginalized. 
go out and care and stand with your black and brown and white siblings. And he breathes that spirit into them. Go, he says. So my prayer for all of us today is that we may leave the, the security of our homes and that we could go out to wherever God is leading us, that we could go out and love who God loves and that we can help bring that kingdom, that kingdom of love and peace and goodness here on earth. Amen.